What's up, everybody? Uh, this is Maurice uh, with Post Twink. And this is Reed in uh, Hala with Radio Corax. Yeah, you got a little confused there. You didn't know where you were. <laughs> is that what happened? I'm in Hala. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we are back. Um, we know it has been a very long time since we have been uh, giving you guys a new show. Um, shout out to everybody at Radio Corax who has been listening to the archival versions. And shout out to everybody who... Um, you're still showing us love on the internet and SoundCloud and iTunes and all that, even though we have been very, very, very bad boys. Um, a lot has happened. <laughs> 2018 mm-hmm. was a mess. Um, was a mess. Was a mess. It, it did. Uh, a lot happened. A lot of revolutions. I had a big. Uh, How was your arm? Um, um, it's in one piece. Does um, it still have metal inside of it? Yeah, that's that's forever because I'm not paying another six thousand dollars in surgical fees them to remove it in a year so the, the metal in my body will be with me forever yeah that's that they've made they've made enough money off my body and we are good i have an aversion to seeing doctors in germany because i'm afraid it's going to cost me money still it's like deep inside of my subconscious i haven't really realized that i don't have to pay anything <laughs> i love how you rub it in my face as i'm looking at a pile of like surgery and anesthesia bills <laughs> <laughs> sorry no you're fine medicare Wait, so for even- all <laughs> that's uh, medicare is now i think of the past in america uh very soon it'll be wait so even as like a not a tourist as a i am a i am a tax-paying member of the german society <laughs> <laughs> well no but you're what are you you're not like an immigrant you didn't immigrate there did you you're on a visa i'm on a i, I have like a residence permit i don't think it, it's not okay. permanent but it's like i'm a i'm a uh, yeah I'm a, I'm okay so you get all the like benefits and stuff yeah, um, but I also have to pay like forty percent in taxes, which is fine actually. Because forty percent, god damn. I think it's maybe forty or thirty-five. It's really fine though because, um, like, I guess in the U.S. when when people are talking about like Medicare for all or expanding these programs, it's like a tax on the rich. Like um, free college tuition would be a tax on the rich, but if you actually want like a system like they do in Germany, where they have like uh, expanded like greatly expanded social security system, then everyone is kind of paying higher tax rates. Yeah. But it also means that if I finish working and I'm unemployed in Germany, then I get unemployment benefits for like a year and a half. So. Oh my God. Can I go to move to Germany so I can like be unemployed and figure out my life? (laughs) Yeah. Um, If I move to Berlin, totally. (laughs) You. uh, I need you to move to Berlin. My whole... Part of my life goals has to do with me living in the city of Berlin. And so, so far, post week with podcast, Radio Corex, thank you all. You're getting me a little closer to my dream, but I need a residency. Well, Someone wants to host me. I would, I would <laughs> encourage a long visit in Germany to, to fully experience all of the <laughs> facets of, of German culture before you uh, uh, make a big move. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd probably have to like import a lot of food or just hang out with the immigrants so I can get food I can eat. But... Um, we are down one man today. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the Maurice and Reed show. Um, no Moises today. He, uh, normally I am the one who is the most booked. Um, not the most busy, but the most, but most reliable too. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're saying this. Yeah. I am very reliable, very loyal. Um, uh, unlike these other two, but no, um, this, this, this part of the year, Moises is the most booked and busy. He is right now in the mountains of Colorado raising money for a good cause with really, really weird rich people right now. So shout out to Moises. Um, 
I used to, I used to have to do that too with him. Um, so I know that it's a lot of annoying rich people, but but lots of free alcohol. And Moises loves that. <laughs> oh yes, he does. Shout out to Mo holding it down in Colorado. Um, yeah, so we are switching things up a little bit. Um, twenty eighteen, at the end of twenty eighteen, we, we went through a lot of revolutions. Let's just let's just be transparent about it. Um, I had a, I broke my arm, had a surgery, as you guys just found out a minute ago, which was, um, uh, in hindsight, it was a lot. <laughs> um, and so I was a little dis- disabled for a little bit, and then Reed had some revolutions in the universe going on, and Moises had some revolutions in the universe going on, so uh, now that we've all been handled by this planet called Earth, we're back. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mostly, um, mostly ready for the new year. <laughs> I know, right? Almost, one person's gone, but yeah, yeah. Um, Twenty chip. I feel like it's been two years already in twenty nineteen. You know, twenty nineteen is not playing, girl. Anyways, um, we're back with We are changing things up a little bit. Um, we're going to do a shorter show. We're going to be just one hour instead of the ninety minutes like you're used to. Mm-hmm. And um, our formatting is going to change a little bit too. So. Um, are you gonna yeah. explain that or no? Or are we just gonna I was go hoping right you in? would. <laughs> are you want me to explain it? <laughs> yeah, but don't be all long winded about something. it. Just be regular. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Um, so no, actually, I'll say it and then you'll confirm because I'm pretty sure that this is the new plan. Is we're gonna do what are you uh, reading? What makes what do you love? What makes you come? We'll do that same opening segment, and then the next part will be swipe right, swipe left. And we won't actually do the monthly discussion, although that might like pepper the, the, the zeitgeist might pepper the conversation as we go along. Okay, well, um, my notes say we have a different format, but you know, <laughs> we'll roll with it. Well, what are your what are your notes say? <laughs> Fuck it, let's just let's just go. Let's just no, you're the host. <laughs> I'm the I'm. We are the host, man. We are the host. Hosts. We're like a, we're. Can we, we can like we be the hostess? Hostess. Hostess. But who has the mostess? That's the question. Right. So what is the uh, format then? So yeah, so what are you reading? What do you love? What makes you come? What are you reading these days, Reed? So um, I have two things. The first, I, I the reason I have two is because um, it's mentioning Ursula Le Guin, and I mention her too much. Um, but but uh, not enough. But not enough. <laughs> you'd be surprised how persistent <laughs> a figure she is in my life. Um, okay. so, uh, but she has a blog and unfortunately the blog used to be all accessible. Now, uh, her posts are made into these two different books. Uh, and, uh, in one of the books it's about, uh, writing and it's, uh, she mentions her favorite author, which is Jose, uh, Saramago, uh, who's from Portugal. And what I'm reading is uh, I'm going to start reading those books and I'm really excited about that. They're kind of dark, uh, but uh, Ursula Le Guin says very, <laughs> when, when she's, it's like basically I've read so much Ursula Le Guin that I'm now getting book recommendations from her. She passed away, but like I'm still going to talk yeah, about I was her like, uh... in present tense. <laughs> okay. um, so I'm very excited about that. I'm probably going to talk about like more Jose Saramago books as um, the podcast goes on this year. So what I'm the second part though is I wanted to recommend if there are any people that are listening if they uh, follow uh, like recent developments with uh, SpaceX or like space exploration. Uh, it's there's a lot of information on the web. Um, 
and some of it is just kind of like in the echo chamber and it's just repeating SpaceX, Elon Musk, like worshiping. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is one, uh, very good, uh, journalist that I like. His name is Eric Berger and he's with, um, Ars Technica. And he writes about like all different variant, various kinds of this, various kinds of like, um, science related journalism. And as you kind of know, from what I read that I'm very into sci-fi, uh, and part of that is because of like this, um, Lux queer in space mentality, which I'm almost certain that Eric Berger does not share in any way. He's like a conservative white dude from Texas, but well, I don't know if he's conservative. He, anyway, we won't project too much on him for being in Texas, but, um, uh, I have, uh, a couple of friends that are more optimistic about space exploration because it just kind of represents a better future. And that's why they follow happenings of SpaceX or NASA. And so if you want to read about NASA and like recent missions, then I would recommend his blog. Okay. I have a question. So why do you think so many queer folks are go hard for Ursula Gwynn? Um, I feel like you can't go to a thing with, you know, like the community without somebody bringing up her slowly. Like, I'm just curious. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, I think she's definitely having a moment. Um, yeah, for sure. And so it's, it's like uh, sci-fi that like, you don't really have to be really into sci-fi, but like, you'll probably know like Isaac Asimov and Ursula Le Guin who like are people that hate each other, but <laughs> Um, but like, those are just like the popular sci-fi books. Um, she also, she wrote one book, um, it's called the, um, I want to say the other, it's something, um, other side of darkness. It's, it's basically like speculative science fiction where, um, uh, people can change genders. Uh, and so every month they have this like sexual period and then they, in that sexual period, they either become masculine or feminine. And she wrote that in in okay. like the, in the sixties or the seventies, and okay, so, so like our lives. <laughs> yeah, and so she's she's been around for a while, and she's been thinking about this. Again, I'm talking about her in present tense. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's like uh, it, it's it's accessible and it's it's yeah. popular, and you can have other people that are going to talk with you about it. If you want to talk about like N.K. Jemison, which is the one I mentioned in like a previous podcast, um, like her books come across as is like very sci-fi, like they're epic science fiction novels, and it kind of takes people a while to get warmed up. It takes a while to get over like the shame of like I watched Star Trek in secret, and then you eventually just start talking about it because you're like, this is amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is. Which is uh, another another item on the list, <laughs> but, um, but no, it's also it's this this idea with science fiction that like yeah the world is kind of shitty right now but um, things are actually going to continue to like it's it's not we like with like activism or like um, dedicating yourself to or like like spending a lot of your time on. Um, Either like basically with with personal development, society can become better, um, and I think that that's it's really it's very inspirational to people. That's like that's a big part of um, science fiction is this element that things might get better, 
another another part is that like things will be better but they'll be very different and like it's possible to imagine things imagine things in a very different way um today isn't the isn't the only option mm. oh yeah mm. it, it makes sense so shout yeah. out to reed's book recommendations um what, about what you? am i reading um i am reading um the man i love uh, no, uh, Darnell Moore, he had a book that came out a while ago. It's called No Ashes in the Fire, Coming of Age, Black and Free in America. Um, and I don't know, Darnell Moore is just, like, one of my favorite, like, you know, black, queer, cultural analysis types. But he's, he's kind of like, I guess it's a, written in a memoir style. Um, and um, I spent a couple of months, like, on YouTube watching every like like lecture or interview he's given about the book for like six months and then I decided I just needed to buy the book um okay. <laughs> yeah because I um so I go hard for spoilers li- basically <laughs> well no I mean he's a I mean he's a pro he's a pro because my husband is excellent he's amazing um you know he's a pro at like talking about the subject matter but not giving away the book um but it's just made me really want to get the book um because I can hear him talk about anything for hours um but we're in a similar-ish age category, and um, I don't know if there's been enough. For me, I think as a, as a black queer person, there haven't been enough kind of like um, stories about us and our journey into this piece um, available. Um, and so to hear him to talk about, you know, his kind of like journey development process, his kind of like passage through time has been really like healing for me and all, and just, you know all the ways in which I kind of cannot usually um, relate to certain parts of the narrative that's out there. You know, I think I'm, I'm able to do that with, with his with his books. And so um, he's challenging. You know, he talks about in society, you know, like how women are made caretakers of men and most and men, gay and straight, um, benefit um, from that programming that women have to caretake us. And so it had me questioning a lot of things about myself and spaces and places. But he talks about, you know, like growing up in America in the 90s and being, you know, black and queer and um, that navigation negotiation. So I don't know, it's really helpful to me, but I definitely recommend it. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, like, it's, it's for sure like a universal, like, coming of age story for sure that I think all of us can relate to. And I think it's which is why his book is doing so well, to be okay. honest with you. Um, but, <clears throat> so yeah, is it, Darnell Moore. It's but, new then, or? I think it came out in, like, May. So it's relatively Oh, wow, Okay. Yeah, May or June or something like that, like late 2018, right. or like spring, summer 2018, so less than a year old, but um, uh, it's, yeah, it's, I'm, on, I'm in a Darnell Moore <laughs> mode right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he talks about, you know, things like, you know, I think Moises and I have talked a lot about our father issues, and our relationships with our fathers, and all that shit, mm-hmm. so he talks a little bit about his dad, and rectifying, and healing, and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great read so far, it's challenging, it's funny. Um, I can relate to a lot of spaces and places. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's one of the things that I, as you were talking about, that I realized that that's those aren't really like things that I often read about, like the experiences of gay men that are like white gay men in America that are older than me, that like of of like let's say the baby boomer boomer generation or something. Like I don't know how yeah. old this person is, but I everything very... is their damn stories about them growing up on a farm and like wanting to fuck the neighbor boy and shit, like and going to well, New York and partying. Yeah, and it's 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 it just um, I have a, I have a I have a like it, it's it's I've never been able to actually get through one of those books. I probably made it a little a little bit in, and then it just seems like. Um, 
like it, it it's hard because it's like it's one it's it's a gay generation that like they did a lot of contributions to like allowing me to be in the place that I am now but um I have a difficult time relating to them um sometimes it, like sometimes they seem kind of like more materialistic than I am or Maybe it's just because a bunch of them died of AIDS. <laughs> and I'm like, if they lived, they probably would have been like the, the interest. No, I shouldn't say that. Um, no, I can. <laughs> but like if if uh, maybe more of the interesting ones lived on, it would have uh, yeah. they would have no, I'm, been okay. able to contribute more. Um, I'm going to read something. And I guess uh, no, I'm not being put by Darnell Moore or his people. I wish I was. Um, I guess I'm going to go here. Um, so here's an excerpt from uh, one page 160 in Darnell Moore's No Ashes in the Fire, Coming of Age, Blackness in America. <clears throat> White boys are, are raised to rule the home, the streets, the banks, the courts, the legislative halls, the church, the academy, the medical industry, the military, and the country. They are granted permission to travel through the world, never questioning their need to control others' bodies and properties, never reflecting on their incessant demand for respect and entitlement, never removing themselves from the center of public imagination. Black boys are taught to replicate the white boy game, but eventually they realize the game was never set in their favor. Some then do all they can to, to manipulate the conquest by trying to beat the game masters in a match best forfeited. If the country cannot be ruled, the home damn sure can, which includes attempts at ruling the lives and bodies of our mothers, sisters, partners, nieces, and aunties. I've played the game over and over again and have wounded black girls and women like Ursula in the process. I wounded myself for not realizing that patriarchy, male dominance, takes aim at girls and women and the humanity of men, too. Um, that's just, like, a space I'm in right now, <laughs> trying to, like disassemble and reassemble myself um so that's, i don't know i, that's I appreciate the insights. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah all right <laughs> but you know i like that like heavy hard you know disarming shit so um but he's he's where i'm at but yeah so if you're curious i don't know look up a he, he's a lot of great things on youtube um a lot of interviews around the book and other things and speeches and things like that so if you're curious and not sure if you want to add the cart on that book or whatever, or wherever you get books. I would definitely check out the interview too. He's rather brilliant. Hmm. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, he 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 has that Bill Hook thing. He goes he he digs deep for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's where I am. Um, so the question now. It's a rich place. It's like a, I mean, rich, <laughs> rich like a like a heavy cream or something. There's a lot of like a lot of a lot. <laughs> to process are you affected right now Reed? do you need some comfort <laughs> no no no. i don't need comfort it's just like i i wish that that was more of a discussion that um i would have in my life and it's not really something that people in germany talk often about um, yeah i, I think I, I think reading him to be honest with you like allows me to have the conversations even even if it's with myself hmm. through his text that i would like to have more of with um other men in general gay and straight um just about, you know, things like what patriarchy does to us, where we stand, what's our story, and also definitely for sure, like, gay men. And so if I'm not able to kind of, like, get that kind of outside of this radio show recording, yeah. <laughs> um, he allow, allows me to have the kind of little conversation that I would like to have with my peers, so I have it with him, you know, through the books, and with you on the show. Yeah, no, I'll, I'm I'm curious. Yeah. I might read sure. it. 
He's also very, very, very nice to look at. Very okay. nice to look at. Yeah. Does he have? Does he have like a self, like a, a narrated audiobook? <laughs> I don't know. Like, Let's see if he's I imagine a, uh, probably. He's, he has a great voice. Yeah. I'm curious, Darnell. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> um. So, the, which brings the next our next segment is, mm. um, you know, every show we ask the same questions um, as a way of checking with each other in the world, um, and moving forward now we're gonna just make them the, the meat of the podcast. Um, we ask, what are you reading? What do you love? What makes you come? We've talked about what we're reading, and now we want to know what makes, what do you love? Read. Uh. So I am. Uh... Well, I'm going back to the U.S. Uh, in April, and uh, the reason is to plant trees. But that's not actually, I already said that's what I loved before. That's not actually not what I'm going to talk about this time. Um, but uh, when I go there, I'll see my mom and my dad, because they both uh, are separated, but they live in this small town. And when I see my mom, we're going to weave baskets together, which is uh, something that uh, we used to do when I was a kid. Uh, when I was a kid, my mom raised like enough money with my brother and I um, to go to London and uh, she did this by selling baskets <laughs> and so really? yeah so uh, she's gonna pick up the like basket supplies basket weaving supplies and then she's gonna teach me how to make these their butt baskets so they're very simple to make but they like they look like a butt because they have like a uh, there's they have like a ridge in the middle but they're um, like I, maybe in the U.S. they're from like, like the Appalachian area, um, and then but they're originally from like Ireland and Scotland and the U.K. So, um, but anyway, I'm excited for doing that. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and my new apartment has a bathtub, so I'm hopefully. And so part of the process of like weaving these baskets is that you need to soak the the material in water. <laughs> okay, I was trying to figure out where the bathtub came in. I'm like, no. So in addition to me loving taking baths. Um, I, it also allows me to like soak these uh, reeds, like basket uh, weaving materials, <laughs> and uh, I'm really happy that uh, this is something that I'll start again. And it's also just nice to like. So you'll need to go in the bathroom and get reed all nice and wet, so you can be pliable. Yes, and in, 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 in that works <laughs> in both instances. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that you were into basket weaving. I didn't know that that was a part of your... Wow. Well, so it's not something that I'm able to do anymore. And that's why mm. I want to I wanna learn how to how to do it um, again. And it'll be nice to just sit with my mom and weave baskets. Oh, what's so mm-hmm. wholesome. Um, I used to... I As a kid, I don't know who taught us how to, how to do sweetgrass baskets, but we used to do them. I, I couldn't do the shit now because I couldn't tell you how to do anything at all. But I'm like, oh man, now you're making me think about like culture and skills and things like that. I'm like, as a kid, we did them with my at my grandma's house. I don't know. But it's also just something that you do and you don't really think about it. But you're you're. It's like it's like sometimes um, like my mom cooks and it's a mm-hmm. way for her to get rid of stress. Uh, you're just you're doing something and, and you're like you're thinking as you do it and. Sometimes you're thinking yeah. about the things that are making you stressed out as you do it, but it's kind of uh, not really cathartic, but you're able to just get it out of your system. Yeah, somebody goes, well, if you want to make a very large basket for my home, I will definitely like that. I don't know how I'm going to get it to you, but... 
I would have to weave it. You can make a big booty basket for me. Yeah, but I'd have to booty basket. I'd have to weave it in your house. So you can bring me booty. It's not a problem. (laughs) Um, So something else that you might love. um, I did look it up in Darnell Moore's No Ashes in the Fire. Coming of Age, Black and Free in America is on Audible. Oh. Um, So it is an audiobook, and it is narrated by him. So there's that. You can hear his voice. Um, And since when I broke my arm, you told me to get an Audible, but you didn't give me, like, a membership or, like, a 30-day anything. Um, So I I know you have an account. I didn't set up everything for you. I'm sorry. When I had... I only had one hand, man. I didn't have my right hand, and I'm right-handed. And you, you, like, gave me all these links to Audible books, and I was like... I have limited use of my left hand. Um, but yeah, he's on Audible, so you can check him out. It was a difficult time for you, and you didn't realize how difficult it was until later. Yeah, and you were so accommodating. I was. I called you and I talked with you. You did. You did. You what did. am I going to do? Oh, I guess I could have created the Audible account for you. Because <laughs> okay. I didn't have a hand. I didn't have a hand, man. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it is on Audible, so you can check it out. Um, so you're loving going home in April. Yep. Um, are you, are you, are you just going to be near your mom? I'm going to be, well, I'll be, uh, yeah, I'll be with my mom and my dad and then my stepdad and, uh, and yeah, I'll just be there for two weeks. Okay. Wait, not trying to out you here. not trying to make your business on the air, but like, will I be able to see you or will you be not accessible to me? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm, I have, I'm like, I have a lot of. Will you be in the forest or will you be in the city? (laughs) Oh, I'm going to be in the forest. Okay, because you love being in the forest. Okay. All right. So so some other time, will you be in the forest or you be in the city? Um, Yeah. What do I love right now? Um, I don't know. Read. I'm going through it. I don't know what I love. I don't. Do I love anything? Maybe I'm taking inventory. That's fine. Sometimes you need a break. Sometimes if somebody asks you what you love and you don't have an answer, that's okay. You just need to collect yourself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what do i love i don't know today's my birthday i don't know it's i'm recording it's, happy birthday <laughs> yeah, thank you thank you it's a, it's a whopping four degrees outside in denver colorado wow um that's like yeah. for for our, our listeners in germany that is uh oh, yeah. like negative 10 or something i don't know yeah um so that's what's going on for today so i guess i must love your ass since i'm doing this on my birthday um yeah what do i love i don't know i think i don't yeah no i'm sorry it's actually eight degrees right now we're eight we're almost double digits hmm. um and what do i love i don't know i uh i'm going to this place in my life where i feel like every three 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 to three and a half years i go through a cleansing of some sorts where i lose a lot of friends or we grow apart or something like that um and I'm, I'm going through that right now. So, um, I'm glad I've made the yeah. cut. <laughs> so far, <laughs> I mean, you you almost didn't, but no I'm kidding. Um, I'm joking. I'm joking. I love you. Um, yeah. So it's just a great social cleansing, I guess. Of you know, it's like people you know, like you know, I just people like in my life. Yeah, I know. I I know like we're not friends anymore. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just trying to like, well, it's been about three and a half years. Of course it's happening. I don't like it, but it's, you know, one thing the universe with all of its changes is, is, uh, consistent in those changes. So I'm like, okay, just trying to swallow it. I'm yeah. working on swallowing. <laughs> it's important to get rid of, to get rid of some people in your life. 
Um, it's important but, to not do that consistently. <laughs> no, no. But my, my point is that it just happens automatically. Okay. Yeah, like it just happens. So it's not even like I want it to happen. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like you have people in your life when you really haven't talked in like six months, and you know what I mean? It's like still love you, but we're just on two different pages. You know what I mean? It would take a while for you to get to know each other again. Um, if that, if that's case, even possible, but yeah. I don't think it's possible in this case. I think it's done. So it's like, you know, toast to the good memories and keep it moving. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's something that happened. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like new people that can... I mean, like, <laughs> it's not like every three years, everybody I know, I'm like, fuck all you bitches. It's not like that. It's just every three years, there goes a moment where, like, some people, you know, they say some people in your life for a reason or a season. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the season of a lot of people... Um, it's it's bittersweet, but it's been happening for a while, so it's not like a shock. But, so yeah, this is what you love, though. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm not in love right now because shit is going on. Yeah, I don't I don't love nobody right now. I don't know. I want to be in love. It would be. Is anything making you come? <laughs> <laughs> um, that is the third section or the third segment. I haven't had sex in all 2019. It's, I'm going, it's a weird phase. I've not had sex since 2019 began, so there's no coming for me right now. I've decided that this question isn't literal. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you so, are, what is it, wait a minute. What is it with you and sex? Like, I try to be, like, really honest. Like, I want, you know, we always say this, the podcast is about sexuality in general, and we're not going to shy away from things, you know, like, or whatever, or play the respectability politics game, because... This started, you know, me and Moises originally, it was a, it was a, at the time when we were both working in public health, um, you know, and community people and all that kind of things and had the professional gay jobs or whatever, you had to be gay for pay. And there's just so many things just from like our front facing reality of our job that extends outside of your work hours. You know, we wanted a venue for us to actually just talk and have a space for our whole voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not just have to be the, you know, the kind of the voice of our Face. training. Yeah. And the voice of the public occupation that we had. Right. We didn't always have to be like the benevolent social worker <laughs> helpy type. We wanted to just talk about things as people, as human beings and say things unpopular. So we were the whole point was that like even things with sex, we were like going to work through the respectability politics in that game and just allow ourselves to do things like talk about sex. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But so I think, but I think part you, of it is I, but, but, but you dodge it left and right, and I'm like, oh, we didn't ask anything personal. What's, what's up with that? Um, I think part of it is, um, it's that, uh, so, like, one part is that I don't have as much sex as Moises. <laughs> I don't know about oh, you. Um, you're going to throw him under the bus like that when he's like, here, yeah. No, well, so I don't think there's anything wrong but with But I know for a fact you don't have as much sex as him. Yeah. Um, or or, or and me. Then, and so then the other part about it is that I'm not really comfortable talking about that. And like maybe this is something Why that is we that? should. Well, I, so maybe this is something that we should like develop further. Um, like. I agree. I, say, I agree. I but like, I'm curious preliminarily right now. Like, I mean, it's never meant to like put your business in the streets or like, you know, ruin your professional reputation and make you unable to like you know, uh, go through society and your mm. life as you are, you know, without, you know what I mean? We're not trying to like complicate your ability to maneuver 
right. you know, the, the spaces you have to be in for sure. So we're not asking like, you know, your technique, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like names or like details, but I'm just always curious. You tend to shy away from it. So I, I always make fun of you because I, I think it's kind of funny just to kind of like poke at, you know, your shyness around it. But, um, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I take it as you being shy, but do you feel like sex makes you uncomfortable to talk about? Uh, because you're very uncomfortable right now. Like I can feel it. I'm, I'm the done. chunks are rising in my throat for you. Only <laughs> through audio. Um, <laughs> facts. Okay, facts, facts, facts. No, okay. I like it's I'd, like I. There's probably multiple levels to it, and I would say like if we were really going to talk about it, we'd probably do it off air, and then we'd think about how to do it on air. Um, uh, and like why why there's a difference and maybe like there isn't a difference but this is basically this has been like Moises's re- like relationship to me since like like we were 18 or like even before that um it's like like me being less sexually liberated than him and then uh and and like so part like if Moises were to ask me these questions I'd be like okay well these are what you these are the things you ask me all the time, so I'm not really gonna, like, I, I, I'll just do what I've been doing uh, since like for the last ten years or something or twenty. Oh well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a long ass time. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, okay, no, it's, okay, it's, it's so okay. like part it's of okay. it is part of it is because like so. There's a lot of things like. I remember one time I, I told my brother that I um, like watched porn and he thought that that was really gross. And, and I was surprised because I was like, Oh, like this is, I didn't. So are you guys that... those like sexually repressed, like really quiet Caucasians is that, that the kind of trauma y'all are? Well, so like, I don't actually know if I'm, I I don't, I thought no, you were going to say you were Caucasian or not. I was like, uh. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I know. Uh, I'm like, there, I'm, I'm like, I'm there's keenly a aware to that I am, uh, like, generally, like, cisgendered white male. Um, but, uh, no, it's, okay. it's so it's, it's okay. it, but it's like, it, part of it is like, so Moises is much more extroverted than I am. And I'm oh, God, he is the extrovert. And so, like, it seems just kind of, I, I think that, like, we probably approach relationships and sex in a different way. And, uh-huh. um, yeah, you're I, very... I, I would say that we, what we should do is, like, talk about this, like, and figure out, I don't, the I don't want to do this on the I air, know, I basically. Know, I know. Yeah. Um, no, I would, I don't know, I just feel like I'm going through a, I don't know where I'm at of space, part of me. Oh, God, I don't know. I would like to be coming more. I mean, I do enjoy... I mean, like, I spent most of my 20s, my early part of my 20s, thinking that... Well, the early part of my 20s, thinking that I wasn't a sexual person at all. Um, and it wasn't until some, you know, things happened in my life, um, just like personal development things, that I realized not only was that not true, that I was a very, very, very sexual person. Um, and um, right now, it's, of course, like, I just... I'm like these guys. I just am like, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So what makes yeah. me come is I'm not coming because I'm like these guys. I'm like, oh, you guys are so stupid. So you're just um, kind of tired of the people that you've been seeing or like having sex with. Um, I think I'm tired of men's culture right now, to be honest with you. Well, your book is certainly helping. Sucks. <laughs> 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 no, it's fine. Like, maybe you just need a little bit of a break. Well, I don't have as much sex as I need to be having, like, ever. You know what I mean? I probably have, like, I don't know. Um, yeah. I think I think there are times where I'm having a, having a fair amount of sex, and there are times when I'm not having um, any sex really. And so I'm definitely um, deeply deeply in the time where I'm not having any sex. Yeah. And so it, I think I think my sex was it definitely is affecting my mental me. health. It is. Huh? Oh, it is. for sure. Okay, it's deeply affecting my mental health. Okay, <laughs> for sure. All right. Um, no, I do a lot. I have a, I have a whole lot. You know, like I have a. Well, it's because then you kind of. I'm kind of curious what the function sex has sex has for you. Like it, like if it's something that like you need all the time. Like for me, it doesn't really feel like something that like will kill me if I don't have sex. I mean, I'm not dying here. I'm not like okay. out of the window. But you know, it's just kind of like it allows me to like you know. It's like it's about affirmation. It's about stress relief. It's about intimacy. It's about a lot of things. I mean, you have to understand, like, with my life, like, I'm a single, I'm a single man who lives, who lives, who lives a cat. Do you know what I mean? Like, I work in a strange office. I, um, you know, am a partner in a, a retail shop that sells plants and you know herbs. Um, and so that's like twelve relationships I have to like maintain with my other business partners, the staff that work there. You know, we have we, we we run a store together. So there's a lot of energy spent there, a lot of energy spent at work. I do consulting work and do facilitation work like on the side to make extra money. And so I relationship with, you know, the organization that I do that work with and, you know, like our clients, you know, and you know, every two months I'm like doing a two day workshop, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for, you know, the human services department somewhere. You know what I mean? There's that. Mm-hmm. I am you know, a spiritualist, so I do have a lot of clients I have to do, like, readings and spiritual counseling for, um, and so I put out a lot of energy. Right, that's um, a big public face. In general, yeah, and so, like, my private life, I need some, like, like, shit. Yeah! <laughs> like, either you need to come over here and, like, I don't know, like, let's have cocktails and watch a movie together, or, like, you need to, like, lick me, or let me lick you, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And so when I don't have that, um... You know, I'm just very aware of how much energy I give out, and I see, and and, and I'm not getting back. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like a middle aged lesbian. I mean, you know, it always got to be about dick. You know, we can just like, it can be like some friend. It, it can be some homie shit. Sit around, let's like have a drink and like watch a movie or something, or like let's go have a a good night out and party as boys. You know what I mean? I'm like sorry friends. that I live in Leipzig. <laughs> oh, when you lived here, bitch, you weren't trying to fuck with me either. So whatever. Well. It's nice to see when I visit. <laughs> <laughs> you never visit. Anyways, um, okay. we, yeah, we're 40 minutes into the show. Um, so, yeah, so whatever. You're not coming. I'm not coming. No, um, I haven't done my come dr- thing yet. Okay, well, we should come. Oh, so I was going to say um, uh, Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> so Patrick, Patrick Stewart from <laughs> Star Trek. Um, Patrick, he makes you come, okay? No, no, no. So this is kind of this is the. I time. mean, I get it. He is, is tall that, and very stately. You know, I get it. 
Well, no, so I don't actually think, so I have like an attraction to him, but it's not a sexual attraction. And I'm not really... Uh, oh, so God, it, you're so much more pure than me and Moises. We're the little brown whores. You're the, like, intellectually superior white guy. Oh, my God, here we go. Fine. Um, okay, you didn't like that. No, but I do want to hear about it. Uh, no, so it's like... Uh, I was just, I'm curious, because he's very attractive. But I'm curious why I like I don't have a sexual attraction to him, or maybe I do, and this is my like latent slutty phase that Moises has been waiting for me to reach for like my entire life, and then it will like come okay, because to we both want to be slutty with you. We both want to like run the streets and do hood rat things, man. Come on. But what? Tell me. But but tell us why you um, why he's so amazing to you. Uh, I don't really know. Well, I so I like I I do, but like then it's like. You want to fuck intellectual? Him. No, I don't think so. Um, and I don't actually like his character. I think it's like it, I think he's kind of like uh, a repressed old British dude. Um, but <laughs> well, what uh, do you enjoy about him? I'm trying to figure it out now. So yeah, I, I well, I didn't actually think that deep about it before I actually started before I wrote it down. Like I thought of all this other stuff that was kind of like over the level about why I like Star Trek, but we already talked about this before. Um, uh, like there's, if I ever had to actually deal with anyone that was like this character in Star Trek, who's like, um, like, uh, like some like old white dude at the top of the hierarchy that like, just like is very confident and shouts like, and, and like it has like these like leadership skills that you kind of think are like, imp- like impressive but also like completely unrealistic and outdated uh yeah so i don't really know i like i'm, I'm you can, i think you can i should say it it's okay to say like power is hot yeah it could be that um it could be like confidence is hot although like part of the so he's doing a new show it's called picard and then in like next generation which was in the 80s and 90s he was um he would like you would you would be able to see that basically like this was somebody who like sacrificed a lot for himself so like he did all these other he didn't like have a family because of he wanted like because of his ego basically and um and and he has these like regrets about how self-absorbed he is and in the new show he's going to be like 70 or 80 and he'll be like looking back on his life and I think that that's really fascinating to see that like there was somebody who was like very in, very competitive, very into power, um, and and then always had these like self doubts underneath the surface, and he never actually like he never he always kind of like glossed over them and was and was like well these are like stupid repressed emotions and I like I'm not going to like indulge in these things I'm only going to think in like this like like uh, like. Uh, like detached way about feelings or like whatever he's doing that. So as he gets older, he finally has to confront these things. This is what I hope the show is going to be about. It comes out. You know why, you know why you like him, right? Because why? You know why? You know what I'm going to say? I say it. (laughs) There's some level of mirroring happening there. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) They're totally. Um, Oh yeah. Uh, and but it yeah it's 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 very like I don't think this show could get should get too like 
analytical. <laughs> um, but like, or two like, for, for like Freudian listeners. Um, but uh, he, like he, my dad also really liked this character, um, which I always thought was like, just yeah that's your whole internal dialogue i'll say this so the reason why i'm gonna tell a little story when i first mm-hmm. met you was um when um uh, and i were out with um a friend of mine who had passed away recently like shockingly it's kind of haunting both of he and i um to be honest because um, she was a really young this um woman we were in a city we were both you know working in public health and you know we did very much so intersectional um, work with HIV and youth and young people. So um, this friend of ours, she was the um, LGBTQ uh, counselor for this alternative school. And so, you know, you know you're in the meetings, you're in the groups, you know, all the things. And so we just kind of like had made a little friendship outside of work thing. And so we were all hanging out one night or whatever. And we went to some, we were like bar hopping. And um, we went to some bar on South Broadway and you were in there. Um, and... You know, he ran into you, so you guys are talking. We were, like, waiting on the door, like, oh, he's talking to his friend. Let's hope I want to go to the next bar. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Another Colorado white guy, whatever. Who cares? Um, but you did have really nice eyes, though. I did say that. I was like, oh, he has amazing eyes. But I was like, okay, whatever. Another Colorado white guy. Yeah, who cares? Um, and so you started hanging around him more, and he would bring you around, like, the around the collective more. And, um, you know, it's the place where, where my biases got checked. Um, you know, cause you were just more than just another boring hiking ass Colorado white guy. Um, you were just a really cool person, really fascinating, really funny. And I don't know, we could talk about like, it was nice to have somebody who was like, who was talking about like paganism and like spirituality and like global culture and shit and not in a cheesy way. Um, and usually I find people with like a lot of education usually look down on those interests. Um, so it was nice to meet somebody who kind of, um, could talk about those, but who wasn't a dirty hippie. <laughs> which was very nice and comforting for me. Um, and I realized that we had a lot of places that, was, um, that we could relate to, which I never would have suspected um, because Colorado white dudes usually are kind of boring to me. Um, and we also had some times where we ran the streets and partied and kind of did hood rap things. And I really appreciated that balance between you and him. And so I think the reason why you like Captain Kirk is because I can Picard. see. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay. I was really into your, it was really I was really like following the story until you said that and then yeah. I completely you were following the story it. because you didn't want me to tell any of the ho- any of the hood rap things on the air that we've done together. No, it's um, fine. Please, <laughs> please, you would cuss me out and fly back here so quick if I did. Um, so I always had that over your head, bitch. So back um, to Captain Kirk, though. <laughs> see, <laughs> you're probably gonna tell it. Um, no, but like to me, that sounds like your internal dialogue around sacrifice and, um, you know, repression and um, measuring and meeting yourself, but also, like, realizing and knowing that you need to be true to who you are and allow yourself to be human and have human drives and passions that are outside of the intellectual um, or organized kind of Western, you know, capitalist, you know, heterosexist thing that we all have inside of us. And so, granted, I don't think that you repressed them for decades at <laughs> a time, but I see that, like, as a part of your internal dialogue, so I totally get why you like them. Because um, it's, it's a mirror. It's cool. 
Mm. And it's okay to say that power gives you a hard on because it definitely gives me one. Moises can tell you stories about us being in meetings trying to get people to give us money, and I just damn near have a spontaneous orgasm when some powerful motherfucker who's an executive starts making power moves, and I'm like, oh, take me now. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, I got to think for power. It's, uh, it's definitely one of the ways to my, my heart or my pants, for sure. I, I have a very conflicted relationship with power, especially because German society tends to be very hierarchical and you just kind of are expected to, at least in like where I'm working sometimes. Um, and I, I think it's pretty outrageous that you should just do something because someone tells you that you should do it as opposed to like explaining why you should do it and giving, giving you a choice. But that's, that's, I don't think that's where you were going, but like sometimes... Ah, uh, too American for Germany. Uh-oh, let's talk about it. Too annoying. Uh. <laughs> too, <laughs> too annoying for Germany. Um, Maybe, I don't know. No, it's, it's, uh, it's like, no, it's, it's, I, you just have an expectation that like you're going to be seen as an equal and have a conversation as an equal. And that isn't always what happens. Um, Oh, so basically in Germany, your experience right now is that you're in a country full of daddies and you're just a tweak. <laughs> daddies. <laughs> um, maybe, but in order to become a daddy, you have to, well, I don't know. Who knows? We're not going to. No, say it. Gonna... Tell it. Tell it. Tell it. No, keep going. No, but it's just like the people with power are just like, a, like older hetero dudes. And mm. I is like. It? And so, like, there's no way that you're going to, like, what are you going to, I don't know, I have no interest in, like, Really? Because you're so straight passing. I'm, I'm so surprised this, is, this comes, this comes up. This oh, no, no, no. Like, they don't, they, like, no, I still straight pass with them. Um, but, like, it's just, like, it's, it, it seems like in order to actually, like, get to these positions of power, you have to, like, become fully integrated. I use that mm. word specifically, integrated into German society <laughs> as opposed to just existing as a separate entity <laughs> within oh. German society. Wait, which, so do you um, feel like you have not integrated into German culture? I don't think that people should be forced to integrate into other cultures. <laughs> Even when you immigrated to Germany? <laughs> um, no, like I, 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 I'm, my default is the way that it was in China, which is like the Chinese people thought that I was like a, like, um, uh, God's gift. No, either they, well, they they in in one way they looked up to like uh, white Westerners because like you had power. Um, you know that's where I was going. <laughs> yeah, but then in another way, you were always you always like you you they wouldn't allow you to really um uh like for instance if you wanted to study like Chinese medicine or if you wanted to study philosophy. They would always say there's no way that you can understand this because you're not mm. you're not Chinese. And so there's no way that you can fully integrate because you're always mm. going to be foreign. And I Do you feel like you're resisting integration into Germany or do you feel like it's something you do or you're not allowed to do? Well, but I kind of feel that like I I, I like the way that Chinese people do it, where they kind of you exist separately and you're able to do weird things and people don't really criticize you for it. Um because Chinese people do all sorts of weird stuff. <laughs> and then, like, if they see a Western... And you like, said that on the air. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. But, like, the weird, like, like to, to yeah, it, like, 
And so it's like to to someone in the U.S. or to someone in Europe, like a Chinese pe- a Chinese person would be doing all these things in public, and you're like, well, that's kind of like I mean, like the exercises in public where they're like hitting themselves and oh, okay, yeah. um, and and uh, they just have like uh, a it, deep it, cultural code. Maybe, but there's there's also like. Uh, so in, in China, no one expected me to conform. And mm. in Germany, people expect me to conform and change. And I think that's really strange. Oh. Yeah, um, that's, that's, a whole, yeah. that's a whole other podcast. We talk about yeah, it that. is. Oh, wow. Um, I guess we should do like a really quick swipe right, swipe left. Do you have anything? Yeah. I, I was afraid you weren't going to let me get to it, which is... Um, we got four minutes. <laughs> okay. Uh, climate delayer. <laughs> it's like Ocasio Cortez, um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Um, it's like this word she came up with. Instead of like uh-huh. climate climate denier, you have climate delayer. Um, <laughs> and uh, wow. I really like that uh, she's like connecting environmentalism with social justice and like really oh, putting right. pressure on people and this like this this uh, form of activism which is like unapologetic. Yes, it's so she's like the greatest, right? It's just uh, it is, and it's it's um, but it's it's interesting because she's actually like she's becoming she's she's the, her her form of activism is like it's within these institutions. <laughs> yes, no, she's she's dope. I'm definitely a hard a hard swipe right and like super like <laughs> super yeah super like. <laughs> oh my Re- god! Can you imagine? Admits- yeah. Reed finally admits to using social media. (laughs) Love. Uh, What Um, about you? Do you have one? uh, Mine is really way more shallow, but it's it's weird. It's it's in the category of the weird shit that's happening in America. Um, Is Jesse Smollett? Um, He's uh, do you? You don't know about things. No, I don't know things because I'm not Moisés, and Moisés isn't here for this show. I love that you talked about him the whole entire time we've been on the show, right? And even I miss him. Me into, I know. <laughs> this is why I'm not coming, because I show up in a room with another man and he talks about some other man who's not even there the whole time. This is why you know, I if I was doing this show with Moises, I would only talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> you lying bitch, but I love the way you just lied to me. Um, <laughs> Jesse Smollett, uh, he's a, an actor here in the States on this really, uh, on a, on a, a very well-known show called Empire. Um, and oh, I don't I know. know this. He's, yeah. And he's kind of like coming to America's heart as like, I don't know, this like black gay man who's as one YouTuber put it, just masculine enough. Um, and you know, is an activist and all those things and whatever. America's black gay sweetheart in certain sense. That might be a stretch, but whatever. Um, but he, Earlier in the year, it came out that he uh, was attacked on this hate crime, um, and it was a big news story, and he was in the hospitalized and all this stuff, and it has now come out that the uh, alleged hate crime was allegedly staged. Um, and so he um, was indicted or something by the Chicago Police Department for staging the hell out of this hate crime. Like, it's messy. There's, like... He hired these two actors from the set of the show to do it. There's a check that he wrote them, and they have all the phone records and receipt records from the from the Uber that he called for them to get him to the scene of the hate crime to do it. They're taking them buying the masks and the duct tape and the rope and shit, and it's just a hot ass mess. It seems so crazy 
just that anyone would stage a hate crime um, for publicity or whatever his, his rationale is. And there's, I mean, granted, he's not going to trial. There is no like verdict yet, but he's it will go to trial. Um, the public verdict is in. The pub. Well, I like most people. I, I was in disbelief because I grew up in Justice Smollett. Do you know what I mean? Like, whatever. I'm old. He, he was in the Mighty Ducks. Whatever. <laughs> like, I liked that when I was a kid. Um, and um, at first, you know, because these things do happen. You know what I mean? You like, like the Mighty Ducks? <laughs> I was like, when I was a kid? Yes. Okay. You know, you like that shit too. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah, I know. I did um, too. I was, yeah. And as an actor, whatever, I watched him in like all the. I used to work uh, for a film festival, um, the Black Film Festival here in the States, and I've seen him in all the queer independent films and shit, you know, whatever. Um, and all, and even the big screen stuff. And um, so, whatever, we were all believing him. And I, as a human being, in terms of his story, like I had been chased down the street by a car full of like white men who were yelling, you know, who were MAGA supporters yelling about how Trump was going to fix the fucking country and get rid of my black ass. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't get beat up. You know what I mean? And like, and like physically assaulted, but I don't don't think I know what you mean, but I know what you're saying. I know the story that you're telling, (laughs) but what? I have no idea how that would feel, but, um, so whatever, then it comes out that it's possibly like a farce. And so I don't know what's going on. I mean, the evidence is very damning and it's out there. And so I'm swiping left, um, on the bullshit. And I just, it's breaking my heart. I don't need any more gays disappointing me. But so hard left, block, and delete. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, just, it's a, well. If anything, it's just an interesting story to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, the possibility that someone would fake a hate crime, particularly like a like a, like a black queer person. Not <laughs> impossible, <laughs> but very uh-huh. unlikely. I said not impossible, but extremely unlikely that a hate crime would be faked. Right. Yeah, not impossible at all. So yeah, right. By a member of, of of two very vulnerable communities. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So you're like, what? Mm-hmm. In a crazy time in this country, in the in the U.S. So, um, I don't know. I'm disappointed by him and by all gay men. <laughs> For sure. By um, all gay men. Yeah. I, I, that might be a bit. Um, <laughs> anything else? Um, before um, swipe right, swipe left. No. Just climate delay. <laughs> <laughs> climate delay is. It's just been uh, so Ocasio Cortez too. <laughs> right, she's <laughs> so sharp, and you're just like, oh, so good. Yeah, <laughs> and in clothing, Ocasio, uh, <laughs> she is the greatest. <laughs> just, we stand for her. We light candles at her altar. We are here. We are her henchmen, um, ready to fuck shit up in her name. Um, yeah, so this has been another episode of Post Twink. Um, you can check us out on radio. When do we air on Radio Corex? Sunday, the third Sunday of the month at 10 o'clock now. Awesome. So check us out on Radio Corex at that time. Um, and if you are not in Lipstick and Hall, Germany, you can check us out on all the places you listen to your favorite podcast SoundCloud, Stitcher. Are we on Spotify? Yep, we're everywhere. Yeah, we're everywhere. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, that's where we are. Post Twink, P O S T T W I N K. You can go to our website at posttwink.com, P O S T T W I N K.com. And um, like, subscribe, um, tell us what you've taught the show, ask us questions. And I think that we need a list of things for Reed to do to see in uh, Hall, Germany. Um, yeah, because I'm or still Berlin. Like, Send me a list of things to do in Berlin. That'd be fun. <laughs> I wait. Are you getting my Berlin people to follow on Instagram recommendations? 
No, I, I tried Instagram for a while, and then I decided it was too much for me. Oh, all the, all the cool kids are in Berlin, and I follow them on Instagram. Oh, my God. Log on your account, check it out. But, yeah. But um, help us help Reed um, feel more at home in Germany because he needs it right now. So, yeah. And also, I'll take your DMs and your noobs if you're in the different metro area because I, I have not come since 2019 started. <laughs> <laughs> no Goodbye, dude. everybody. We'll see you next right. time. Bye.